Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. My name is Pete Wright, sitting around the round table once again this week with Will Mercer. Will, how are you? Great. Good to see you again, Pete. Good to see you as well. Thanks for joining us. And John Patton. John, another week, another show. Always a pleasure, Pete. The problem card we have this week is, uh, this is a short one, and I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your response on this. What do you do if a team member won't commit to a task or a series of tasks on your project? Okay, Pete, let me uh, set some context with this. And I'm going to say that this is occurring in the planning process and that uh, with the project team and that team member present, we've already uh, discussed the objective of the project. We've defined scope into deliverables, measures, and uh, exclusions. And we've developed a work breakdown structure which identifies the tasks on the project. And during this time period, uh, everybody has been buying in. Now we get to responsibility assignment on the responsibility matrix, and there's this team member that's making a bunch of uh, confusing body language, uh, or maybe saying, I know I'm supposed to do that, but I can't commit. We have to find out why. We must find out why. There's a reason and there's probably a good reason. There may even be a misunderstanding. Uh, there may be somebody who is not on the project team that needs to be, and this person needs the collaboration of that person. So we found a new team member. Or uh, it could be that this, uh, this person uh, has too much work to do, and they're not signing up, because uh, they know that their workload will go over the top and they're going to have to work evenings and weekends. Their workload specifically, probably in ongoing operations, whatever their function it, It's work. been workload. I remember once when uh, it was, I actually was doing this and there was a guy who had been pretty quiet all along and it, and it got to um, you know, picking up responsibilities for a task and I said, you know, you, you just really haven't talked much this morning. Is there a problem? He said, yeah, this is Monday. On Friday, one of the people in our department was laid off. And we only had three people. And I spent the weekend realizing that the work wasn't going to go away. So I came in early today to work on my projects and found that I was supposed to come to this meeting to launch another project. You know, and he just kind of mm -hmm. unloaded. And uh, that gave us a problem to solve. We actually found another team member who could do that person's work. Now, if it's technical difficulties, uh, there will be times, given the nature of the company, that the project manager can understand those technical difficulties and can lead the work in problem solving. But in those situations where they don't, uh, even in situations of marginal performance, it's now time to escalate to the team member's boss. Uh, I believe it's an important principle for the project manager to take the team member to the boss with them for this discussion, not to go alone. Because that could start another vicious circle of denials and, 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 and take a long time to get a problem solution. So if, uh, if it's a question of resourcing, if it's a question of technical skill, uh, uh, then the project manager and the team member begin a discussion, and it is a problem-solving discussion with the boss. I really don't want to focus on personalities in this kind of a thing. It's tempting sometimes, 
what is the so what is the tone of that meeting? Well, I mean, you 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 are bringing in the the team member to meet with their functional manager. How do you hold that meeting and keep it out of a personality discussion? How do you keep the tone professional and focused so that the team member doesn't feel accused of not pulling their weight? We do our homework before going in. Uh, and and uh, uh, one of the things, that let's, let's say it's workload. We have this particular deliverable to do on the project, and we've identified these number of tasks. Now, with the team, we've identified... Um, the contribution of other team members, but the primary person is Joe. Now, uh, with Joe, we've estimated the hours, and look, here we've got a list of Joe's other assignments, and there isn't enough time in a 50-hour work week for him to get this done and his other assignments. So we're here to talk about workload balancing. Not about Joe. Right. I think John brings up an excellent point. And in order to, the preparation before that meeting can have everything to do with the tone of the meeting. And because, remember, if the problem is with the the person's availability to uh, do that work, having uh, that commitment to not surprise each other, because they're still a team member, they're a good professional partner. Even if they can't contribute, they've given at least the benefit of giving the truth that they cannot contribute because a corollary of that can also be dangerous when you have a team member who always says yes and they can and in their own mind they know that there's no way they can deliver. They're totally overloaded. That can be dangerous to a uh, project also. So having that conversation beforehand individually with the team member to come to clarification and like John said, escalate the problem together because we're still partners even though you let me know you can't deliver the commitments that are uh, shown on our responsibility matrix. Let's talk about that, make sure we're together, and it's important so that when we do get to the next level, there's no surprises between partners. So it's, it doesn't become a personality conflict. John? Uh, there's uh, another aspect of this is, as Will says in the preparation, is the conversation among the team member and the project manager. Project manager, my job is to get you help. It's to get the project done in good order, and if you're overloaded, that's going to impact the project, and I'm here to get you help. Yeah. One of the things you said early on, John, is that this, you know, we're making an assumption that this is occurring in the planning phase, mm-hmm. that it, this is a discussion that's happening as, as the team member, member is recognizing all this work that they're unable to commit to. What if we we take it that it's actually uh, uh, that this occurs during the work of the project? Later in the project, something changes for that team member, well, well, and suddenly they're not able to contribute. Pete, your the answer is right in your question. The word change. So the the, uh, the the project manager doesn't go in with the conversation with, you know, you're falling back. You're not meeting your commitment. The project manager comes in with the question that is, what has changed? between the time that you made the commitment and today. And notice that it's, there's no who in there, there's no mm-hmm. why are you not doing your job, it's a neutral what has changed. Excellent. Something will have changed. Brilliant. Thanks, gents, again, for sitting down with us uh, for this, uh, this great topic, uh, great insights. And join us next week again for another episode of Ask Cadence. <laughs>